Welcome to the Omni Sports Podcast. 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 Featuring your host, Bobby Labida. Hello and welcome in everyone to another week of the Omni Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Labita, and we're back for week 16 and we're, we're better than ever. I'm your sports friend, Bobby. And if this last week you got stuck in a Freaky Friday-esque situation with a rodent and it took a week to get back to, into your original body and you have no idea what happened in basketball, don't worry, I got your back. And is that story a hypothetical or from personal experience? Who, who knows? If you're watching, uh, right as I'm recording, the Super Bowl just happened. So as a Rams fan, I can tell you I thoroughly enjoyed watching the 49ers lose. I would much prefer to watch the Rams win, but watching the 49ers lose in overtime in front of the whole country is a very... Very close second. If you have a chance to watch this week on YouTube, we have some new fancy lights in the studio, the office, whatever we're calling it. But before we get into this week's episode, we got to get into our sponsor for this week. And our sponsor for this week is the housing market. And that's because the housing market has a new influx of customers after this NBA trade deadline. People are moving left and right. So pay attention to your neighborhoods. There may be uh, some for sale signs or some for some uh, some some purchase signs. I, I don't I don't know. Do you even see those signs? anymore i don't know how it works but um and if you're in one of those neighborhoods where there is a uh nba nba person buying um maybe if you wouldn't mind if you could afford just you know you could subscribe on spotify or if you want to do something free you can join our brand new discord which is linked in the show notes and follow us on anywhere that you want to get your um your podcast and your social media feed this week though we have a great episode in store for you we don't have one but two two brand new segments and of course as always we have our storylines of the week so the order is going to be our storylines of the week some news and notes and then we're going to learn about getting schooled about buyout contracts and what that means and last we're going to say he did what and look at some of the most fun and honestly one of the funniest audio clips you're going to hear this season all right long intro but let's begin Storylines of the week. One. All right, our first storyline is a doozy. There's going to be lots of names mentioned. If you're able to watch the video version of this, there will be a screen that shows these trades as I'm talking about them. There's also a link included in the show notes. But we're going to start from the beginning because the beginning is a very good place to start. So we're going to start with the trades that started at the beginning of the year and they get to the trade deadline this week where we had a bunch of trades. As a warning, um, there are not that many, um, I would say, groundbreaking trades as compared to there have been the last few years. But I think this is still important to know. And especially this week, if you've taken a break and you start watching, you're going to see some players on some different teams. So starting in the past, looking at November 1st, we had our very first trade. You may have forgotten where the Kings and Clippers traded Philip Petrusev uh, in cast considerations for the draft rights to Luka Mitrovic. But then we start with a huge splash where we had our trade with the Sixers to get Harden to the Clippers, where Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip was were traded and that to the Sixers and then the Sixers got Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, 
uh, Covington and KJ Martin. <coughs> then we had, if you remember, December 30th, we had the Knicks trading RJ Barrett to the Raptors. So the Knicks got OG Ibanobi, um, and the Raptors got uh, Barrett in quickly. I will, on these trades that have happened already, just kind of mention the big broad strokes, The uh, so since they've already been discussed. The Pistons and Wizards um, traded uh, Gallinari and Muscala for Bagley and Livers. Then you had the Raptors uh, trade Siakam to the Pacers and what was the big deal and looks to be like a good trade so far for the Pacers. Pacers got Siakam and the Raptors got Bruce Brown and a couple other players. Then things started heating up January 17th where the Heat got Rosier, who unfortunately is hurt right now, and the Hornets received Kyle Lowry who we'll talk about in a little bit, is on the Sixers. Then we had the Rockets and Grizzlies trade Stephen Adams for Victor Oladipo. I'm not mentioning draft picks currently. Now we get to this past week, and this is where I'm going to get more detailed. I'm going to read every single draft pick. It is a lot, but it's important for you to know. Uh, the Celtics uh, traded uh, for Xavier uh, T. Illman, as my girlfriend likes to call him, or Xavier Tillman, as uh, his parents probably call him. And the Grizzlies received Lamar Stevens, a 2023, uh, 2027 second round pick, and 2013. 32nd round pick. Then you had the Wolves trade Monte Morris from the Pistons. So the Wolves got Monte Morris and the Pistons got Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. Then the Pistons were on one uh, again where they uh, received Simone Fontecchio and then the Jazz received Kevin Knox and a future uh, second pick. Pacers acquired Corey Joseph from the Warriors and got uh, money for it. Uh, and then the Warriors received a second round pick. And the Sixers traded Daniel House to the Pistons, and the Pistons got a pick back. Then the Raptors acquired Kelly Olynyk and Ochai Abdaji, uh, and the Jazz received uh, Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis Jr. Then you have the Bucks trading Robin Lopez to the Knicks, or sorry, to the Kings, um, and who had a really funny tweet of how he was teammates with. Uh, uh, with Pat Bev for a whole 45 minutes uh, before uh, he was traded as well. So um, that's a weird thing about the trade deadline. You're getting moved and things are happening. All right. The first probably real maybe needle moving trade for a team. We have the Mavs uh, getting Daniel Gafford from the Wizards. Gafford has been great this year and the Wizards receive Richard Holmes. I think Gafford's going to really shore up the Mavs uh, big, uh, the, their bigs on their team. The Blazers received Delino Benton from the uh, Celtics, and the Celtics get a second-round pick. The Celtics add Jaden Springer from the 76ers, and the 76ers get a second-round pick. The Mavs and Thunder decided to swap picks. The Mavs get a 2024th first, and the Thunder get a first-round pick swap in 2028. Then uh, the aforementioned Patrick Be uh, Beverly was traded to the Bucks, and the 76ers received Cameron Payne. Then another big trade with involving the Raptors. The Nets got Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young from the Raptors. And then the uh, Raptors received Spencer Dinwiddie, who we'll talk about in a little bit moment, uh, 
in a moment of where he ended up. Then we had another massive trade, Knicks and Pistons. Knicks and Pistons both very aggressive at the dread, uh, trade deadline. The Knicks got Alec Burks and uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. And the Pistons got Evan Foreigner, Malaki Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Ryan Ardecano, um, and then um, Nova <laughs> of Nova fame. Um, a lot of people joke that he was only on the Knicks because he played on the Nova teams with a few of the other Knicks. Then you got the Thunder receiving Gordon Hayward from the Hornets. Um, the Hornets get Trey Mann, D- uh, Davis Bertans, and Vasilich Miknik. I'm also sorry because the trade deadline involves a lot of players who you don't read their names very often. And so if I'm butchering them, I am sorry. Then we had a three team trade. Uh, All of these trades I've been talking about happened either on February 7th or February 8th. The Suns got Royce O'Neal from the Nets and David Roddy from the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies received Chimetsi Metu and Yotana Wantabe from the Suns. And then the Nets received from the Suns Kante Bates-Diop, Jordan Goodwin, and some future uh, picks. So uh, the Suns getting the two best players in, um, in this deal and the others uh, getting some future capital. Then you had the trade for uh, the Sixers getting Buddy Heald, and the Pacers get Folk uh, Furkan Korkmaz and Doug McDermott um, from the Spurs. Um, and then you have our final trade. So many trades. You have the Mavs add PJ Washington uh, from the Hornets, and then you get the Hornets get Seth Curry and Grant Williams. And um, I'm going to recap just a couple of these trades because I don't think very much move the needle. So um, when looking at these trades, I'm going to first talk about the one that just happened. I think P.J. Washington is a big upgrade um, for the for the Mavs. I think the Mavs did really good getting both uh, Gafford and P.J. Washington. I think that's going to really help them. I do feel bad for Seth Curry. This is the third time Seth Curry has been on the Mavs and the third time that the Mavs have traded him away. Uh, they have a very abusive relationship. Um, and then you have the 76ers getting uh, Buddy Heald. I think that's a good a response to losing Joel Embiid for a little bit of time, which we're going to talk about more in storyline three. Um, and then they get more shooters, which is good. The Suns getting Royce O'Neal and David Roddy just helps get some more bodies. Um, the Knicks, I think, improved with Burks and Bowie, uh, Bogdanovich. Um, and I think it's just like really interesting. Um, probably the best, the most aggressive teams are obviously the Raptors. The Raptors look totally different than how they did at the beginning of the year. Um, I think you're going to need uh, the whole rest of the season to see how the Raptors gel because they don't look at all the same. I'm curious to see how the Jazz will do it. Do losing Kelly Olynyk at the beginning of the year didn't seem like a big deal, but he's actually been playing pretty well. Um, and I know that Ochai was a big fan uh, favorite. Uh, for Utah. Um, and then Tillman, the Celtics gets uh, more depth, which is good. Um, and then the other trades we talked about previously. So this trade deadline was very intense in that there were a lot of deals. However, this trade deadline kind of lacked some of the bigger names that we've seen at the previous deadline, uh, trade deadlines. I do want to caution all of you who listen, if you are a big basketball fan, I think the last few years of 
of big trades. I think that's more uncommon. And what we saw this year is probably more of the norm. And to anticipate that, well, even though there were dozens of moves that I listed in people going all sorts of places, um, that uh, that this is probably a pretty common situation when it comes to uh, the trade deadline. But we're also going to talk about a little bit. There were some players that were traded that then their contracts were buyout. We're going to talk about that in the you're getting schooled section on this podcast. But just know the moves don't stop there. Pajemski has it. Here come the screens. Curry comes free. Gets the ball. Puts up a three-pointer. This kind of a pass and be on balance. And oh, come on, Mike. And our second storyline of the week, Steph Curry did a 360 no scope in real life and ended up working out. And the Warriors pulled out a win. Uh, Steph Curry looking like vintage Curry, making a huge three at the end of the game. And the Warriors, dare I say it? They look so much better since Draymond Green has been back. Um, He's generally been playing um, more um, toned down. I don't know. It feels like an illusion still, but Draymond's been very effective on the court. And I think you're seeing that a lot of these periphery players and the Warriors are starting to do um, are starting to play well and more cohesively together. The thing with the Warriors is Steph Curry still is great, but as he's aging, we see more of these off games occasionally. But uh, this <laughs> this uh, this three pointer was vintage Steph Curry. And please, please check out the highlight in the show notes when you get a chance. Three. In our third storyline this week, continuing from a previous storyline, Joel Embiid is getting a procedure done in his knee that he hurt in the game against the Warriors, and we can expect him out uh, to be out for a little bit, missing a few weeks to potentially a few months, and I could see a world where uh, if the Sixers are really struggling, that they could sit him out uh, for the rest of the year. It seems like the goal and intention is to have him come back for a playoff run, uh, but you never know. This story will keep perking throughout the media sphere because of the questions of whether or not Embiid should have been playing. The Sixers were fine for how they didn't disclose in a previous game until right before the game that there's any chance that he wouldn't uh, play. And this is unfortunate. You know, we're talking about the former MVP who will not hit the game's threshold, so he will not be winning any awards this year, which sounds wild to say with how great he's been playing. His points per game, I think, are the still the best in the league and the highest since the Harden's MVP season. Uh, so, Joel, uh, please get better because we want to see you playing basketball come April, May, and maybe June. In this week's news and notes, we're going to talk about the all-star replacements, a new statue in front of Crypto.com Arena. We're going to talk about the Bucks struggling and just how some of the basketball records and standings are looking right now. So on February 8th, 
aka Mamba Day, the Lakers wore their black Mamba jerseys as they unveiled a Kobe Bryant statue. This is the first of what I believe is to be three different statues for Kobe. Uh, a future one will have one involving his daughter Gigi, who was unfortunately involved in the helicopter plane, uh, helicopter accident that took their lives. And the statue features Kobe pointing up in uh, what was an image after the game he scored 81 points, which is the second most points scored in a game. And so um, you're going to see a lot of talk. They were wearing their their Kobe jerseys, and Kobe was so instrumental to the Lakers uh, organization and to a lot of players who play currently. So it was a really emotional night that the Nuggets decided to ruin when they beat the Lakers um, that, uh, that day. And then we have some all-star replacements because Julius Randle and Joel Embiid are hurt. We have Trey Young and Scotty Barnes replacing them. I think these are the two probably most obvious replacements. Trey Young felt like a huge snub to begin with, uh, not being named an all-star, and Scotty Barnes was kind of borderline. Um, and as his coach so eloquently stated in that rant from a few weeks ago, he is Scotty Barnes is going to be the face of the league, but he is going to be an all-star. Uh, and next, looking at some news and notes, the Milwaukee Bucks have not been looking very good recently. So the Bucks got a new coach, Doc Rivers. We talked about this a little bit um, in a previous podcast, but I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But it was shocking because they replaced their first year coach, Adrian Griffin, who had a very good record for the season, but things weren't gelling. And then they fired him for Doc. And I was on the record saying, I think this is not a good decision. I don't think Doc Rivers is a needle moving coach. I think he's a great manager of personalities, but that's not what you need to win a championship. Um, his only championship, I think, you look at the 2008 Celtics, there was just such a good team, and I don't think it was Doc so much who did it. Um, and the Bucks look unhappy. They look like they're struggling, and I wonder if we'll see a third coach in Milwaukee. But looking at the standings, we're going to be looking at the East for a second and then talking about the West. And the East, Boston is clearly in first with 41 and 12 is the record, by far the best record, or um, is the best record in the league. Then you have Cleveland, who is storming and hot right now, who's the second seed, 35 and 16. You have Milwaukee, who's the third seed. The Knicks, who have been looking better with all their trades as the fourth seed. Philadelphia falling a bit after the injuries to Joe Embiid in the fifth seed. And the Pacers in the sixth seed. In the play-in, you have Orlando in the seventh, Miami in the eighth, Chicago and Atlanta in the nine and ten spot. I think that Atlanta may go up and Chicago will go down. Um, I'm intrigued to see how Miami does going forward and Orlando. Um, but I think I don't think the Bulls are a serious contender this year, um, even if they make it to the play-in. And then in the West, we have what is maybe one of my favorite uh, races I've seen in a long time. The first four seeds, the first four teams are separated by half a game. So at one point this week, the Thunder were the first seed, the Clippers were the first seed, I think the Nuggets were the first seed, and right now, currently, as I record this, the Timberwolves are the first seed, which is exactly what you want to see. You want to see teams fighting for the first seed. I don't think it's fun when teams um, uh, have a first seed like the Nuggets did last year and could basically coast. Like They're going to have to fight for um, home court advantage. Then you have the Suns in the fifth seed, and 
and the Pelicans in the sixth seed. Both, I think, are uh, teams to look out for. Then you have the Kings, Dallas um, in the sixth and seventh seed, the Lakers and Golden State. And then you can't forget Utah, who's right there in the 11th seed. The West is wild. I think you have the clear top four teams. Then you have a little bit of a tier um, with uh, four other teams with Phoenix through Dallas. And then you have like the Lakers, uh, Golden State and the Jazz. But when you have 11 teams that are still in it this late in the season, especially now with the play in, you know, anything can happen. And so um, I uh, I'm worried about my predictions. I made a couple weeks ago that I was gloating about. But my first four seeds are still um, the top four seeds, just maybe not in the same exact order and those are our news and notes for this week but we're going to be leading into for the very first time a brand new segment and that segment is called he did what where we're going to look at some wild uh plays and some wild audio from this week he did what look at that halliburton halliburton Halliburton, creative. He jumped in the air, knew he was in trouble, and in order to protect himself and traveling with the ball, he threw the ball off the backward. Watch, he gets in the air, knows he's in trouble, could have shot it, got it out. Siakam in that right corner, knocks down his next three. They appreciate that play. The audio you just heard was from Tyrese Halliburton doing one of the coolest assists I've ever seen. He threw the ball to the backboard to bounce it off himself, to bounce it to himself. And as the ball was in the air, he caught it and passed it to the corner for Siakam to make a three. And in the clip, you just see teammate Miles Turner going, looking like, what am I watching? I've only ever seen a play like this once before by Kobe uh, um, a few, uh, about 15 years years ago um but it's just crazy to see this and i think it's also cool this year we see in basketball a lot more teams using the backboard as part of the court that you can use and create these different angles for as they should and i hope that continues and we keep seeing basketball players getting smarter oh no couldn't make it jones going deep in and out of the hands of sohan for the turnover and sohan going rodman into the seats wow he's three rows up and smiling. <laughs> Grab some popcorn while you're over there. He's got ushers picking him up. And... Oh, look at that. He, he's Oh, that was very nice by Sohan. Concerned about the court side. The audio you just heard is one of the funniest plays of the season. So Jeremy Sohan falls into the crowd and everyone's kind of like, oh my gosh, he falls a few seats in. Popcorn goes flying everywhere and he's kind of laughing and you're like, what's going on? And he gets up and he kisses the head of an elderly gentleman who he hit across the face as he was flying. It was uh, a very sweet moment, very earnest, though if I were a fan who just got kicked in the face by a bad basketball player. I don't know if he'd wa- I'd want him to kiss me on the head. However, a little kiss on the head couldn't hurt. It'll be Grady Dick. Coming up short. Dick stays out there. Nike all over him. <laughs> and he got it. Grady Dick's third bucket of the game. Brings it back to 19. Let's just call him Grady. Let's just call him Grady for the rest of the game. You're killing me, you know. <laughs> let's, just, let's just stay with Grady. Good a job by Najee as the three goes. For Grady. For Grady. Grady knocks down the three-point shot. 
Dick gets it. And he went under it. Dick out on the perimeter. He'll take the mid-range this time. That's a nice shot by Grady Richard. That's a nice shot by Grady Richard. <laughs> Not that time for Dick. Grady Richard. That's 31 assists on three turnovers. Dick couldn't finish. So Dice got one. Jordan just got one. And, and Richard got one. Grady Richard got one. Dick, Excuse me, three. Dick Grady Richard got three. Dick filled it up again. The audio you just heard were Pelicans announcers that are very uncomfortable with Dick. And I get it. Sometimes too much Dick is a huge issue, especially when you got one that's as, as radiant and as pulsing and is shooting threes all over the place as this Dick. Grady Dick. Now, a player can't control his name, but it's kind of funny to see how uh, different announcers are reacting to it. Some announcers are definitely leaning into it. I see this in other sports. I mean, sports pods, uh, like media people want to lean into the balls jokes whenever they can. But, you know, I, I think we should try to take in all the dick we can while we can, because who knows how long a player can be a player. And uh, this rookie is actually starting to look very good and he's uh, coming into his own. And I'm excited for him to come everywhere, just hopefully not on the basketball court. <gasps> look over there. What? Ow, you got schooled, son. And our last segment of today, and you're getting schooled. I, as a teacher, I'm going to be teaching you some stuff about basketball, some more technical stuff that you may not know. So what happened at the trade deadline, the trades that I told you was not the full story. Some players ended up being part of what's called a buyout in which they were negotiated with a team to leave their current contract so they can go explore other teams, and some players were waived. So first I want to explain the difference between a buyout contract and a waiver contract, and this is a, a, a waiver claim, which is where you're getting schooled, and then I'm going to actually talk about some players. So a buyout contract is when a player gets traded, or usually they're traded to a team that they don't want to play for, and the team that's traded for them has no intention for them playing with their team. You may be wondering, why would a team take on a contract for a player they have no intention playing for and there's two reasons one it could be matching salary cap for other parts of the trade because you have to mount salary and next it's to have expiring contracts a lot of nba teams want to offload off uh, like resources if they want to rebuild right you want to have the most cap space possible so you want shorter term contracts so maybe you take a shorter term contract that's not as good because you don't expect your team to be good so you can absorb that contract and what happens is there's this thing called a buyout so let's just say i'm a player i'm traded to a team and i don't want to play for that team so we'll negotiate a lower salary and i will get that salary and be cut but then i can be picked up by another team and i can be paid by that other team and so i'm reducing my salary in the short term to give myself flexibility to choose my destination and also maybe get more money in the onset we saw this with a couple of players for example spencer dinwiddie was traded to the Raptors. He took a buyout and is now going to be playing for the Lakers. We saw Kyle Lowry get traded to the, to the Hornets, and he's going to be playing for the 76ers. P.J. Uh, Tucker was, uh, was almost considered a buyout option, but he's actually going to stay on the Clippers. And then we see the flip side with one of the wildest stories I've seen. Killian Hayes, the seventh pick for the Pistons, was waived. 
Now, to be waived means a team had no interest in negotiating with you, and they're just cutting you off the team with the full cap hit. For a team to do something like this means that they couldn't find anyone to trade with them, and they couldn't find anything that worked, and that they found Killian Hayes to be such a problem on the team that they were willing to spend more money to kick him off. Killian Hayes has been pretty vocal about not wanting to be on the Pistons. The Pistons have made a lot of moves. I'm hoping that these moves will change some of the vibes, because I, like I've said since the beginning, even when the Pistons had lost 20 games in a row, is on paper and watching, they shouldn't be as bad as they are. And so hopefully Killian can find some new stomping grounds, but to be waived after being uh, first, you know, an early pick only a few years ago, um, I would be worried that we may have seen the end of Killian Hayes' career in the NBA, but maybe I'm wrong and maybe that talent can um, be coaxed out by another team. Because there's always a team that thinks... I can fix him. And aren't we all like that sometimes? I can fix him. I can fix him. I can fix her. But now they're just as toxic and as terrible as they've always been. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for another week at the Omni Sports NBA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Labita, hopefully giving you some of the best news and getting you kept up with the NBA and everything that's going on. This was a big episode with the trade deadline. Hopefully that makes up for a smaller episode from last week. If you're looking to participate more in the Omni Sports universe, please, we now have a new Discord that we would love for you to log in, get early access to videos. If you want to subscribe on Spotify, or watch our videos on YouTube or Spotify, you can. You can also find us wherever you get podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the other places people get podcasts, wherever that is. Um, And you can also check us out on Twitter, um, X, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, And as always, please feel free to leave a comment if there's anything you would like me to discuss in a future episode. I want to include what the audience is interested in. So thank you once again, as always, and I hope you have a wonderful week and fuck the 49ers.